Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. When Sweet Tarts dared to combine sweet and tart, they thought, why stop there? Why not create other exciting and unexpected combinations like rainbows and ropes or fruity and gummy or chewy and more chewy? That's why they created fun treats like Sweet Tarts Twisted Rainbow Ropes, Gummies Fruity Splits, and Chewy Fusions. When you dare to combine, it's sure to blow your mind. Sweet Tarts. Dare to combine. Visit SweetTartsCandy.com to shop now. Honeywell UOP technology is helping the world reduce greenhouse gas emissions and adopt renewable energy. With solutions for blue and green hydrogen, carbon capture, and renewable fuels, they're equipping energy producers, manufacturers, commercial transportation providers, and other heavy industries with the tools they need to deliver on their sustainability commitments. Honeywell UOP, leading the energy transition the world needs. Learn more at uop.honeywell.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, State Farm knows you personalize your entire day. And that's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Hello, you're listening to Parent in Hell with... Finney, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Rob Beckett. Can you say Josh Widdicombe? Josh Widdicombe. Well done. Rob Beckett. Oh, I like that kid. I like that kid's energy. He's nice Vinny, and he's cute. Vinny, good name. Vinny. Vinny. Ooh, he took a casual from? bite of a cheesy biscuit midway through. There we go. Vinny's a good name, but if he's from South East London, the people will think he'll be hard. Was it, did I say where they're from? Cheltenham. Oh, you can, you can be Vinny in Cheltenham. Yeah. Vincent, come this way. I only discovered your podcast when I had Vinny, and it was a godsend during the bleak winter of 2020 when he was small. Thanks for being so sexy and relatable. Love, Carrie, Carrie, and Vinny from Cheltenham. Lovely no. stuff. Do you want to hear about drawing, Rob? What's that, mate? Do you want to hear about my drawing? Yeah, go, yeah I think it's sorry, we the big We trailed tease, it, yeah. didn't we? We trailed it. We trailed this. You've, you're learning a new skill. What is that skill? Draw it. Well, I decided, because we've discussed this before, learn yeah. something you're not... Uh, not learn, get in something you're not good at, because it's a bit like that you can just relax into. You don't, you're not trying to make anything of it. You're just having yeah. fun. So um, for my birthday, I asked for, and Rose bought me, There's a. am doing a drawing masterclass online every morning this week. From eight till nine, yeah. So five days in a row? Yeah, to learn skills of drawing. So what have you drawn so far? Well, you have three objects. Do you want to see my draw? Well, obviously it's day one, So is this a Zoom with a real person? Yeah, it's a Guardian Masterclass, a Guardian Drawing Masterclass. I logged in. (laughs) (laughs) Most stiff neck in the world, yeah? It's the most on-brand Josh yep. Winnicombe. A couple of little fellas drawing but imagine, Rob, imagine you've put Jim Jeffries into your podcast search, into Spotify, 
and you've gone, oh, listen to that, because I love Jim Jeffries. And then you get two <laughs> fucking blokes talking about the Guardian Drawing Masterclass. Skip to the interview. It'll be about eight or nine minutes in. <laughs> So, so what? So, what should we what be more laddie in this intro and attempt to get more? So, what are you drawing? Listeners? Tits, yeah. <laughs> tits and fannies. Tits and fannies. Really and good drums. at drawing porn. <laughs> really good at drawing anime porn by the end yeah. of the week. So, oh, so I locked in, Rob. Yeah, yeah go you on. can see all the other people. Yeah, I am the youngest by thirty years. Really. <laughs> I wanted to draw. I love drawing with my daughter, so I thought I'm going to learn. Not learn. I'm going to try and get better at drawing. Yeah. And um, I'm enjoying myself so far. Day oh, that's one. That's nice. Yeah. Bought my three objects. So what object? What are you drawing? So you're going to draw a object with a lot of sharp. Um, you're an object with round things. So I've got a mug here. Yeah. Right. Okay. An object that's kind of malleable and soft. I've got a Plymouth Argyle scarf and an object with hard edges. I've got a box, a mini Xbox. <laughs> a mini eggs Easter egg box. So you're drawing a mug, a scarf, and a box. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to see some of my drawings? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do actually. Yeah, do you? Where, where are I? I can't remember where I put them. Oh, no. <laughs> framed on the wall, are they? Yeah, I mean, I'm not brilliant yet, Rob. Let's have a look at this. So this one was done with my left hand. So we do loads of exercises. This what is what you're doing your right hand, wanking. Oh, here Just we trying go. To make Enjoy it, it, Jim Jeffries fans. Enjoy it. <laughs> Um, this is your non-dominant two-minute drawing with your non-dominant hand. Right. Okay. The, the, your, I can't really see it. The, your camera's not good. It's all grainy for oh, me. I don't God. know if that's oh, we get. You might have to take photos of it, Josh. I can't. I'll take photos and send it to you. They're not very good. What I'll do, Rob, is next week. Day one. Yeah, exactly. So I'll send you the start of the week and the end of the week. That's exactly. No, I think that's a good. It's good to have other hobbies it's and not, do different it's, things. I feel. I feel excited by the it's fact that I've got a hobby. It's yeah. liberating. Totally, Rob. Then this is maybe a bit too zen and a bit wishy-washy. But if you label yourself as something too much, then the ego gets in the way and then you can't do anything new or exciting because you're like, I'm a comedian, I can't draw, I like Plymouth, I don't like this, I don't like that. And then you box yourself in. But if you are just open to new things, then, you know, you're drawing drawing all week and you get out your own edge. You're not just thinking about work all the time or the kids. So exactly. I, I can't think of anything worse to do five days in a row at 8am. However, <laughs> everyone's different and I'm glad you're happy. Rob, get this, like right? So we're recording this before the tour this week. Yeah. I'm going to have to get up in the hotel the day of the O2 to do my final drawing lesson. <laughs> in a hotel in Cardiff. Really? Yeah, yeah. Also, we get to Cardiff at 2am on <laughs> Wednesday night. I've got a drawing lesson six hours later. You'll be tired for the gig. You'll be knackered. Right? I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I was up drawing a, a scarf. The re- one of the things about those three objects is I was like, well, I've got I've got to choose my objects wisely because I've got to pack them with me to go on, oh, on yeah. tour. Yeah, but he's, he's surely, is it fun to draw a box? Well, not so far. <laughs> one of my drawings, I ran out of time because I was too busy working on the mini eggs logo. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> That's a lesson learned early doors. I just want to be able to draw really confidently and enjoy it. Yeah. That's that would be a skill I'd love. Brilliant. Well I'm rooting for you, Josh. Yeah. I would like to I would like to study psychology, Josh. That's what I'd quite like. Would you? And get like a uh, like a PhD. I'd love to be a professor. That'd be fun. Do it. Shall I become a professor? How long does it take? I've got a two one degree in tourism from a polytechnic. 
How quickly can I get to a psychology professor from that? You could do an open university, psychology. Here you go, the open university for psychology. Yeah. Talk me through it. What have I got to do? Okay. Psychology and counselling at the OU. Yeah? Yep. Yeah. Does that mean I do it from home, the open university? Yeah. yeah. Do it yourself. Here you go. Diploma in higher education in psychology. Oh, degree. Do you want to do a degree in psychology? Well, I've already got a degree. Can I go, can I already, but not oh, in psychology. Oh, you want to do a postgrad? Postgrad well, I'm, I'm postgrad, aren't I? Yeah. So is there a, like a fast track? Okay. Like, Do you want to go part time or full time, Rob? I think I'll have to go part. I don't think I've got. Okay. So part time. It takes you six years. Oh, fucking hell. What goes full time? <laughs> Three years. Yeah, I like that. How, how full time is? Because when I was at uni, I did eight hours a week, and I don't think full time studying is the same as full time working when you run your own no, business. No, exactly. You need to do... How much time will I need? If you do part-time, you'll need yeah. to spend 16 to 18 hours a week. That's part-time. Oh, but I'll piss that. Really? That's three part days. Not, not the way I work out days, mate. How much are you sleeping? <laughs> oh, it's, it's the wrong guest for this intro, really, isn't it? But there we go. Do you know what? I am going to do that. Not. I reckon when the kids are older, I'm going to do that. 100%. Great. Full Sign time. you up. What I'll do is I'll try and make a TV show out of it. Oh, here we go. Someone's always looking for money. Right. <laughs> now, from drawing classes, psychology degrees, to um, the bad boy of uh, worldwide comedy, was yeah. very excited to get Jim Jeffries. I was surprised why he agreed to do it, because he doesn't do many podcasts. No, he doesn't do many podcasts, and you mm. wouldn't expect this one to be the one, would you? No, exactly. So um, we do find out why he's done it, though. Which is very interesting. Um, please welcome uh, one of the best comedians in the world, Jim Jeffries. Welcome to the show, Jim Jeffries. Thanks for having me, lads. I appreciate it. We're now, very excited to have you on, yeah, Jim. Yeah, we are. And you're, well, it's not so much that you're excited we hear that the reason you're here isn't, yeah. is 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 kind of parenting related. Well, it's, it's very parenting related. My, my mother-in-law, so obviously my wife's mother, she uh, is, this is her favorite podcast by a mile. She goes on about you two all the time. And, <laughs> that's our uh, demographic. Yes, that's the way in. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so she kept on going, oh, you have to go on this parenting podcast. I would make my day, my year if you're on this parenting podcast. So when the doctor came in, because I don't do many podcasts, I said right away. So. I'd like to give a shout out to my mother-in-law Beckett, who uh, Beckett. <laughs> Beckett, pardon. No wonder it's her favourite. Uh, Becca, Becca, okay. Becca, who lives in Burgess Hill, just outside of oh, yeah. uh, Brighton, where my lovely wife was brought up, and so so she listens to this podcast. So I'm doing it for oh. her to talk about her grandchildren. Lovely. Yes. Yeah. How many? What's your setup? How many kids you got, Jim? I got two kids. I got. I got. I got uh, one that's uh, a year and ten months, or nine months, and I got a ten-year-old. Right. Oh. Nice. Two different yeah. women. Two different women. But me ex lives just up the road, and we yeah. all stay and hang out together. And when me and the wife go out, my ex babysits for us and everything. So we're all very. Oh wow! Good. What a great setup. That yeah, is. I know, but pe people that's unheard of, isn't it? People are weird about it. Whenever they hear that, they just... People would prefer to you to go, oh, I hate my ex, she's a bitch or something. That would be yeah. more comforting for people than to go, she's a lovely person who helps us babysit. She's wonderful. <laughs> We're all family, man. We're all taking care of these kids together. That's lovely. It's, I think maybe the gap helps with that, doesn't it? Yeah, completely. Slightly. completely. If it was three months apart, she might have the ump. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I assume both of them might have been upset with that one. Uh, but my, my son's not, you know, he's at the age where he's just happy to have a sibling, you know, like he's yeah. not jealous or anything because there's enough of a gap. But I remember he asked all the time, like, can he have a brother or sister? Can he have a brother or sister? And I kept on thinking, like, do you like this house? And one day do you want all of it or half of it? Because this is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This is the choice you're making right now, just for a bit of extra company when you're a kid. Because <laughs> you're, you're, obviously you're from Australia and then you met your partner in the UK. Now you're in LA. Well, my partner's from the UK, but I met her in LA. Oh, right, you met her oh. in LA. Sorry. So she's from the UK. You met her in LA. So what, yeah. what your child, or well, your children, what are mm. they, what, what are they just pure American? What, what's kind of, what, what's their accent? Well, what's their attitude? What they, what, what they describe themselves as? The ten-year-old, you know, obviously has an American accent. Plays little league baseball. Yeah. Um, you know, but uh, occasionally I hear him. He'll be playing Fortnite with his friends, and he'll be like, "Hey, go around the back, shoot that guy, cover me, cover me," and then he'll go, <laughs> "Good work, mate." And I'm just like, oh, and it always sounds funny coming out of that accent. But I got him an Australian passport. We go into Australia all the time. The baby, I haven't got any extra passports for, but I think we'll get him probably an English one. So we got all of our bases covered, so yeah. we can all be spies and travel around the world with our multiple passports. <laughs> and do you, is that, what's it like with kids growing up in LA? Is it kind of Hollywood? Are you in Hollywood? Is it starry? Uh, and yeah, they, look, my kid goes to school, and I won't say any names because I can't really because in the school. But all the kids at my kid's school are all the parents are all movie stars and professional athletes oh, and music, wow. famous musicians and stuff like that. Oh, like, I, I like, want names so much. I know you can't, but I want names so much, Jim. I'll tell you as soon as we get off. <laughs> okay. Okay. But uh, no, no, my, my kid goes to some very exciting birthday parties. I, I, will, <laughs> I, will say, I will say this one because we're not at the school anymore, but my kid used to go to preschool with Gal Gadot's daughter. Wow and, wow! and he never, he never, I don't think they were friends or anything. And I was always trying to push a bit of a friendship because I wanted to go to that kid's birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so what's like pickup like? Is it, are they, or is it all just people sending nannies or you just stood there with X, Y and Z? There's a lot of nannies and a lot of, you know, Rolls Royces show up, but it's just, it's like, look, it's not more expensive than any other private school. It just so happens that that's, you know, this yeah. is, and I assume all the private schools around here would be the same thing, you know, all be yeah. movie stars and what have you. Have you been to any of the, um, like, the Christmas play and stuff must be absolutely... The, the competition to be the lead in that must be incredible. <laughs> this is the thing. I go watch the Christmas concert and I think these kids should be better. <laughs> <laughs> like they're all from showbiz families. Like, well, they should have picked up something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are all loved and pushed. I don't think we have any, you know, King Richards or Joe Jacksons in the school. That, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> no king or queen makers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everybody's already made it. They're just like this. You kids can sit back and enjoy. Because you, you had a, a great routine that I, I still quote to people and it makes me laugh about, you know, when you're growing up, you didn't have all the fancy holidays and nice lifestyle. And then yeah. you managed to get lovely holidays. And then yeah. you turn around and the, the routine is your kids sat there at like two years old, enjoying this amazing desert island holiday. And you'd yeah. be resentful. Do you oh, still I'm, get that? I'm still resentful. Yeah. I st <laughs> Mate, we went to Hawaii the other day and we, we, we had to change our flights to fly back. Right. And, yeah. uh, 
And I said, oh, we can change the flights, but business class are sold out, right? And my son said, well, how would we get home? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, there's another class, mate. Like, like when you when you when you see them, like they're sitting up in business class on a bed, and you see like some like six foot four like walking through with like a blue a pillow around his neck, just sort of strudging through, and he looks at like the two year old sitting in the chair, and it's like, dude, I get it, man. I I resented it as soon as soon as the kids are old enough to take care of themselves, out the back you go. I reckon I'm about a year away now before I just send them to like the, the, the shocking truth of life. <laughs> do you tell them about your upbringing? Do they like? Do you tell them stories about what it was like for you growing up? Well, my son he loves uh, stories about me and my brothers beating each other up. He thinks that he'll go. Can you tell me a story about when Uncle Danny hit ya? Well, so I told a story about my, my brother chased after one of my other brothers in a fight with a golf club. And and he started hacking into the door like, uh, like uh, you know, the out of the shining, right? Yeah. <laughs> so my dad decided that we weren't responsible enough for doors and he took all the doors off. <laughs> this is like, this is like height, the height of puberty when you really, your door's your best friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're sitting there we're putting blankets over the door with about two years doorless where did really? he put the doors did he sell them or did he just put them in no, storage he just took them off the hinges and put them in the garage and they just sat there until he wanted to screw them back on again <laughs> but uh, my, son, my son loves stories like that any story about you know getting smacked by your parents because it's so foreign to him now the idea of like someone a uh, uh, a large woman chasing you around the house with a wooden spoon. My son thinks that sounds like a cartoon character. Like you want to And I'm like, that was how it was. You'd clench your thigh as hard as you could. You'd take a few hittings until eventually the spoon would break and then you'd just laugh at her. And that would make her even more enraged. Like that was that was some good stuff. <laughs> and it's funny because I look back at it with a fondness. I'm sort of like, oh, I'm glad that sort of happened. <laughs> do you, do, have you taken any of that into your parenting? Like, can you ever imagine confiscating the doors? Ah, uh, yeah, I reckon it was a, it was, it look, it, it was a punishment that stuck. I never yeah. fucked around with doors again. I, <laughs> I, 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 I to this day have real respect for doors and what they give us. <laughs> <laughs> do you do much uh, of the like the d- disciplining are you the the taskmaster as it were yeah i, I do but like you know the, the big the big discipline now is you just take away the wi-fi or the whatever mm. that seems to be the the, the first go-to or well, i started out with that whole the naughty step thing which i never understood when they're very little when you do this all right you're on your naughty step my son would sit there and cry like and he hadn't figured out that I've never hit him, so why doesn't he just get up and walk away? Like, what was this magnetic pull? Like, it was a, it was a house of cards that I was like, and you have to sit there. What would have happened if he didn't? Yeah. I don't know what I would have done. Well, my daughter just walked away. We had to just abandon the naughty. The first time we put her on the naughty step, she just went upstairs, and you're like, well, <laughs> game over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that, that was it. That was it. Was gone. 
Honeywell UOP technology is helping the world reduce greenhouse gas emissions and adopt renewable energy. With solutions for blue and green hydrogen, carbon capture, and renewable fuels, they're equipping energy producers, manufacturers, commercial transportation providers, and other heavy industries with the tools they need to deliver on their sustainability commitments. Honeywell UOP, leading the energy transition the world needs. Learn more at uop.honeywell.com. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Well, what do you reckon is the top disciplines you can do for a kid, say, under four? Mm. There's not much you can it's do. It's difficult, no. The steps it's... all you've got if they respect it. Yeah, yeah. If, they, if they respect it. You can confiscate a few things. You can go, all right, you're not getting blah, blah, blah. But yeah, that, like that treats. Be... No treats is quite no a good treats. one. No, no sh- treats. Yeah, no ice creams and stuff like that. Yeah. I took a bird the other day. My, my son broke something by accident. He broke a thing. and I, I was just there. And I, I normally don't give my kids ice cream all the time, only on special occasions. But I do eat ice cream after they go to bed all by myself. <laughs> there's a lot of... There's a lot of treat giving that I give to myself. Like the amount of fast food, because I ain't, like, you're not allowed fast food, but my car, my car's filled with fast food bags, right? And if I throw them out in my bin here, it's too obvious. So I've got to chuck them in like the neighbor's bins and all that stuff so that I don't get caught not practicing what I preach, you know what I mean? So the other day he was in trouble for breaking something and I, I, I really wanted ice cream. And uh, so I just got it out and started eating it. He goes, can I have someone go, no, part of your punishment is you have to watch me eat ice cream. <laughs> 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 Not only I would have waited the extra hour until it was bedtime, but I just got in. And you're, you're on this massive tour at the moment. You've just done the UK, but you're doing like the rest of Europe. You're off yeah. to, you're all over the place. Um, so do you do that on your own or do you take the family or what, do you have any rules on how long you're away? Well, I used to take my eldest boy right up until he started proper school. I used to take him everywhere with me. He used to come on the road everywhere. Mm. And then once they start school, it gets trickier, you know, yeah. and I, I try not to gig in the summer because that's when the school holidays is. So I try to actually have a family vacation, but I took the wife and the baby to the UK because, you know, Becca, hello, you're listening. Cause my <laughs> mother-in-law took care of the baby whenever we needed. Um, so that was a night cause we don't have family here. So that's, what's good about having my ex up the road that we're all family. We can all yeah. help. We don't have any grandparents or anything like that. And then for Europe, it's just, it's a different city every day. So I'm not going to put the kids through that. You know I mean? There's always like this whole idea that it might broaden their horizons or something. I, I, I took my son, I did a tour of Australia last summer and I took him on the road and I was going to teach him work ethic or something like this. <laughs> I was going to give him some job to do on the road. And I couldn't think of anything that didn't involve like a hard hat or was day. You couldn't help set up any of the cruise stuff. No, and it's, yeah. like, it's like, you can't do sound check. There's not a lot for a kid to do. So I let him bartend in the dressing room. Right. And I yeah. said, well, you'll get an hourly rate. You, you, all you have to do is ask everyone what drinks they want. And this is how you open a beer. And this is how you pour a Jack and Coke. And I'm like, is this good training for a 10 year old? But then being, an American kid, you know, when it comes down to it, 
he uh, he put out a tip jar, and who doesn't? So I was giving him an oh, hour. Oh wow. wow! Who doesn't tip a ten-year-old when they get your Jack and Coke? You've got yeah. to throw a buck in there, right? Yeah, you, especially you if it's it. free in the, in the dressing room. Yeah, yeah, it's cost exactly. You nothing. Exactly, but but that meant my opening acts were paying tips in their own dressing room for a <laughs> <laughs> very dodgy <Yeah>. service. <laughs> I used to have a job when I was 11 where I used to have to work at this news agents and what I had to do, and this is the weird thing about my parents. My parents were more into us working than us doing well at school, right? Yeah. Work ethic yeah. was, well, I, I, my, my father worked in construction. My mother was a school teacher, but you know, so, so my job was at 11. I had to do the, uh, deliver the papers. And then I came back and I had to throw out all the trash for this news agent. So it was big boxes. And I had like yeah. a mechanical lift that took it down to the basement. Like, but I used to just stand yeah. on with a butt, like real dodgy for the, and then I throw it out. But the, the, the benefit of this job was, um, at the end of each month, they threw away all the magazines. So I had bins filled with Playboys and penthouses and hustlers, like just filled. And at eleven, this is yeah. this is gold. We have a yeah. I have a box of gold, right? <laughs> and so I'd, pre-internet I'd, I'd, pornography was oh, yeah, you just couldn't get it. Yeah, you couldn't get it, right? So so I would get five dollars a shift from that, and I would it would be a two hour shift, and they give me five dollars Australian. So I'd, I'd get twenty five bucks for the week. But then with the porn empire, I was selling the porn magazine <laughs> off for $5 a magazine at my school, right? But I would, I, would, I would put them behind the dumpster hidden in this area that was a bit dry, and then I would fill up my bag and, a, and another bag, a plastic bag, and I'd dump the plastic bag in our front garden and wait till my parents were asleep to duck out of the house to go get that into the house, bring in the bag. So I had so much pornography in my room, piles and piles of it. <laughs> And uh, it was all the same magazine. Why, why are they chucking it out? How does porn don't go out of date, surely? Well, this like, is how's like, it an old, no one's got oh, that's the April edition, not it for was, me. It was, it was all magazines. What they do is they cut the head off the magazine that said the title and they'd send that back to the manufacturer and get a refund. I think now there'd be some yeah, type sale of... sale or return, yeah. There'd yeah. be some type of re recycling program going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not in Australia in the late 80s. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I get caught with this this magazine, and then and then my parents come down, and I the, some kid squealed, you know, he got caught with a magazine, and I get that, and I I remember this sort of the entrepreneurial glee that my father had for this, that he came up with it himself, he started a business. Yeah. <laughs> How old were you, Jim, when you were doing that? I was 11. 11. That oh, is young, wow. isn't it? To be 11 to 13 was this, this the porn empire. And then I went off at 14 to work at McDonald's, which there was no porn to be had. Oh, but nice. you, you didn't get to meet girls. So that was something that McDonald's offered that the other job didn't. How much are you trying to influence your kids and stuff? Like you're saying your parents, they were very <laughs> into signed you. signed like... up to a Playboy subscription. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, are you one of those parents that's trying to mould your kid and steer them or stuff or just let them get on with what you, they want to uh, do? You, you try to find out, I think everyone does this, you try to find out where their talents lie or what their interests are and try to encourage that. You know, at the moment my son plays 
baseball and he's doing reasonably well. So I, I, I started to get him a little bit of coaching on that so he can enjoy that sport a little bit more, yeah. you know. And so I can't teach him. I grew up playing cricket. Yeah. Like he, he's pitching for the team and I'm like, he's like, what do I do now, Dad? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I think you lift up your front leg a bit more or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, you know, still at this age, it's very hard to, to tell what they, they're going to be or what they're going to, you know. So, yeah. so look, I'm, I'm, I'm into the arts. I always did well at art at school at any type of art, you know what I mean? So I'm sort yeah. of, I push my kids a little bit more in that direction and maybe I should be making them read. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, I wish I was better at that. I'd like to be one of those dads and, and grant you my wife and my ex uh, do this a lot better than I do, but I was never one of those dads that sat up and read them a book at night. You know, I'd always go up and tell some type of book. I'd tell them some bullshit story, you know, <laughs> yeah, some yeah. embellished story. And then, uh, and then I sort of say good night, but I, I, I wish I sort of was more hands on with the reading aspect. Yeah. Reading is boring though. That's what I struggle with. I'm so <laughs> bored. I didn't enjoy it either. I, and hated it's like, it. I don't read a lot of books anyway. I'm buddy. <laughs> I'm like, and so it's hard for me to go, you have to bloody read books. He never sees me with one in my <laughs> so, so for a little while there, when I was trying to encourage him to read a lot more, because he pointed out maybe when he was six or seven that I didn't read, you know. Yeah. So, so I had a book that I would leave on the coffee table. And when I heard him coming downstairs, I'd open it up until... <laughs> And then when he'd come, I'd go, oh, yes, how can I help you, Hank? And I'd put it down, <laughs> just having a bit of a read. <laughs> and um, how do you get on with the other parents? Because, you know, you're a very likeable, charming person, Jim, but you, don't, you do say what you're thinking at that time, which sometimes at the school gates for the parents don't always work. Uh, I, I, I watch myself at the sports. I maybe say a bit too much. I yell out a bit too much. But I always, I'm always doing gags, you know what I mean? Like, um, but... I no, I get along with the parents okay. Mind you, there was a school teacher came up to my son the other day that worked at the school and came up and said, I just watched your father's special. And my son was like, oh, okay. <laughs> she goes, it's not for children, is it? The things he said. <laughs> and he goes, at least he goes, he goes, oh, dad doesn't let me watch it. Right? Which yeah. I don't. He doesn't watch my comedy. But imagine, like, Okay, you might not like what I do, and I might be a smut monger and all that type of stuff. But <laughs> you're like porn stars' children have to go to school as well, right? <laughs> you, you would never walk up to a porn star's kid and go, "Saw one of your mum's videos." <laughs> <laughs> not for children, is it? Leave <laughs> it be. Have you got an age in mind when yeah. he, when he could come and watch you, or would you want him to watch you live or watch you on Netflix or I YouTube? Think, or I think watch me come to a show live, and I think sort of fifteen, maybe like like I oh, know he would have he would have checked me out online before that if, yeah. if he hasn't already. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I, it's it's a difficult one. I remember like my nieces and nephews started coming to the shows around. 15, 16, and I felt a little awkward then as well. Like I, I definitely yeah. toned it down one gear, you know, but now it's funny. It's like all my nieces and nephews are like in their twenties 
and and they're all bringing their mates along to my shows and I'm just there doing anal sex jokes and they're all clapping along and it breaks my little heart, it does. Because <laughs> <laughs> obviously you were quite kind of... Uh, it's rock and roll the wrong word, but you, you know, you like big nights out and going for it and stuff. So that's yeah. when your child is 15 or 16, I suppose it's different in LA because it's more difficult to go out at a younger age. And <laughs> in the UK, you can well, that's the thing, get yeah, pubs the at 15, Australia, 16. You can sneak into a place, but in America, they'll make a 50 year old show their ID. So yeah. they, <laughs> they will. So they, we check everyone, you know, we're not picking from you, you know? And, um, uh, the biggest problem I foresee happening with the parenting is me going, going, uh, hey, don't take drugs. And there's all this footage of me talking about taking drugs. Like, <laughs> I, really, I really don't have a leg to stand on. So I'm going to have to think of a way to approach that. When you talk about toning your act down when the like, kids are in or like your nieces, nephews, what about mm. when Becca from Burgess Hill, the mother-in-law, when she's in, does that affect you or do you not care? No, I, 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 I talked about her and my father-in-law in the last special. I did some pretty graphic uh, jokes about having sex with their daughter. Um, <laughs> and I even told... And your they, wife, your, your, your partner, they, not, the, not her sister. <laughs> Just to yeah. be clear. <laughs> A terrible way for it to come out, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's like it's like at the end of the day, you just got to go. Oh well, this is what I do. You know, I banned my mother from seeing me. She couldn't come to any more shows because every time I'd see her, she was such a large person and she was an intimidating figure. And it's like it was like a glow around her, and I could just spot her wherever she was, and I couldn't. I'm sure you guys, you have your parents coming. Yeah. I, I hate the gigs where I know anyone, but particularly family. You just that's all I think about throughout the gig, even if I can't see them. I've got yeah. better at that. I used to not like it, but that's because you've got so much family. They come yeah, to every single gig I've, in some way. There's, there's well, my, every gig. My is full dad of has seen me maybe fifty times. He's always there. And there was one time, and it was one of those shows because I don't drink anymore for this express reason. I was doing Sydney, and I had a you know a late show, and I, I let it get away from me, and I was too drunk to perform this really? late show you know what i mean and i was slurring my words and i i was and i got off stage and i knew i'd let myself down and if i'd paid for that i'd be upset with me you know what i mean like it wasn't a good yeah. show and, and i i came off just so ashamed and um and my father was in the audience and i'm like oh man my dad saw that right and then he comes backstage and he'd been drinking as well and he goes that was the best one <laughs> he'd seen me eight times that week right and he was like he was like you changed things up a bit you went off script <laughs> I, I don't mind them coming my parents but i don't like seeing them before i'll see them after but i need to sort of calm down in the dressing room before i go out if there's it's just it's just people tense, beforehand it stresses me out but. well well my my wife's family they all came when i was in brighton they all showed up we had cousins and aunties and all that type of stuff and i'm telling a story in the show about how my wife suggested that we get a prostitute for my birthday, right? Now, that's, the, that's an actual routine. I'm like, oh, no. Well, what the, 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 basically, the routine goes, and this is how it happened, was uh, my wife suggested we get a prostitute, and I just didn't play it cool. I should have gone, I don't know if, if something you want. It's not for me. <laughs> 
I want to see that Cirque du Soleil show, but I I ran straight to the computer and had a web page up in seconds, right? (laughs) (laughs) And then, because it's hard, you're coming back to the UK, is that a family reunion? But they use your gig as the reunion, and then you're talking about that. It does make it awkward. Oh, it does, yeah. And and that is the weird thing that, like, sometimes your gigs, like you said, are a family reunion. So it's the only time my nephews and niece see their cousins because they all show up. And yeah. and I see my cousins all at once, and my brothers are in the same room at the same time. It is very good for that because otherwise we wouldn't all hang out. How yeah. old are your kids? We're not talking about my kids. How old are your kids? Uh, mine is se- seven and mine seven and five, and yours, Josh. And mine's five and one. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're all right in the thick of We're it. We're in right? the clear at the moment. Rob took his to a gig. You, you're not the age now where you have to worry about them socially too much. No. Yeah, because eventually now it's going to start like the clicks in school yeah. and all that type yeah. of stuff. And you know what's about to happen? What they call the Great Divide, and oh, the Great the Great Divide happens around nine years old, where the boys and girls just stop playing with each other, and yeah. they sit in separate areas in school, and we never truly come back together ever. <laughs> <laughs> Like we don't. Yeah, we sort of hang out with our mates. They hang out with their friends. You try to date one, and then you think you might have one or two female friends, but they'll, you'll, you, for the most yeah. part, we've got to click and stay with our sex. You know what I mean? And so yeah. the great divide's about to happen, where mm. where they hate the opposite sex, but they also secretly like them too much. Oh, oh did you observe that happening with your son? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that happen. Yeah, I've seen that happen. He had he had these female friends, girl um, little like female friends that he grew up with, girlfriends that he grew up with, and then they went off with the girls, and he went off with the boys, and that's just the great divide, man. Oh man, has he shown any interest in like? Has he had a girlfriend or a? No, kind he's of... still he's still not at that age to have a girlfriend. Although one time I remember sitting there and we had Transformers on, and Megan Fox was walking along, strutting in high heels <laughs> with like explosions going on. I saw him sort of sit up a bit, you know. And I went, uh, I went, hey, she's pretty inchy. She's pretty inchy. And he goes, yeah, yeah. And I go, I go, you like her, mate? You think she's all right? And he goes, he goes, yeah, I do. I like girls, but I, I wouldn't want one as fancy as that. <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well done, son. That took me bloody decades to figure that out. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want one as fancy as that. <laughs> Those fancy ones, they look good. They're very expensive, mate. You're well, <laughs> would you um would you like him to become a comedian? Would you enjoy that, or would you find um, that stressful? I would, if it's something that he wanted to do, I would encourage it. I don't know if him being my son would help him or be a hindrance. You know what I mean? Because often there has been a lot of comedians, siblings and children and stuff like that. I, I'm trying to think of one that's ever really taken off. I don't know if it's... Yeah, it's not know, like... Richard Pryor's kids all gave it a go and, and you know, I know George Carlin's... Tom, Tom Holland it. is Spider-Man, but he's acting rather than stand-up. Yeah. Is he? Yeah, Tom, the Dominic Tom, Tom, Tom Holland was... Yeah, I, I'm, I remember me... Uh, I, I saw Dominic at Edinburgh once and I remember once seeing, like, Tom as a very little child, right? At Edinburgh, and I remember saying, saying to my son, I said, I've met Spider-Man when he was about four, right? <laughs> and my son still thinks I'm bullshitting. <laughs> Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. 
All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I wanted to ask you as well, Jim, about, um, well, one about what's it like when the, the little one now? Because obviously 10 years ago, you, you were still drinking 10 years ago when you yeah. had your first. Yeah, but I had more energy 10 years ago. I had more energy. I, I could handle hangovers and stuff like that. I'm an old dad now. I, I, you know, I'm 46 with a, with a one, one and a half year old and uh, I've had the snip. I'm not having any more. Right, you're done. How quickly did you... Because that's how quickly after the birth? Or was it just after the conception? Oh, I had it done about four months ago. Like, it was quite recent and um, uh, no recovery time whatsoever. I I had it done by this guy who does everybody, like he's done thousands and thousands of them, and he gave me a certificate afterwards, like like a well done, you've done it certificate. And I'm like, like... Yeah, that's a bit patronising. I don't think like you got to give it up to women. They would never get their tubes tied, and then a doctor would be as presumptuous to go and here's a certificate. Congratulations for a man who's <laughs> just like I did something, right? So, I, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I had the I had the snip. So no more kids for me. Uh, I just keep on counting forward to you do that thing when they're. When he's fourteen, I'll be sixty, and all that type of stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah. like it's, it just gets away from you a bit. I, if anything, I wish I had my, uh, my second child a little earlier. You know, but you, you meet your your wife when you meet her. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But like, like I, I feel, I feel like you guys are younger. You had your kids younger, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I was twenty nine, but I think me and you are very different at twenty nine, Jim. I don't think you yeah, should have had a kid a, at 29. Oh, I would have been a terrible father at 29. But, 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 but it's, it's, uh, that's a good age, man. You're gonna, and also, you know what else will happen with you? Your kid will be old, and then you'll still have a bit of life left in you to do things. You'll go, oh, well, that, yeah. that's the plan. But the, yeah, you but the, the problem you're is... You're going to be a lot of babysitting, Rob. A lot of babysitting. No, I keep thinking, because like, when I get to 40, 45, my kid's like... Potentially, like, starting to go to uni or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. So, like, late 40s. Bloody hell. And then I've got my whole, like, you know, life to go and do stuff. And you think, I'll have that energy. But each year, I can see my energy bar dropping one. <laughs> so, it's sort of, like, oh, in yeah. real time, you can see it dropping down. And But you've got to remember the energy you started with, Rob. By the age <laughs> yeah. of 50, you'll just be at normal energy levels. I know. This is, this is the thing. So, it's like, I was talking about, I've never been to the Maldives. I was talking to the wife. I want to stay in one of those chalets that are on the water or all that stuff, which isn't a kid holiday, right? And then I'm like, well, like now I have to wait until my kid's old enough that there's maybe 16, they can stay 15, they can stay at home without me for a few days or whatever. And so I'm like, I'm like, ah. 
I'll be too old to bother with that. That seems like a long flight. <laughs> Trying to get in the hammock. Oh, fucking up. You see things dropping away like, I'm never doing that. That's all. <laughs> I, well, the only holidays I want now are beach ones. There's no more sightseeing left in me. Yeah, I think I've done, I'm done with that. I've, I've, been, I've traveled too much. I've seen enough airports. I've seen, I, if, if, if you've built it, I've seen it. And if I haven't seen it by now, I didn't want to see it. You know, I, I haven't seen the pyramids, but I feel like that will be a hot, dusty day. I don't know. Yeah, you know, you probably get bullied into buying a load of sort of blanket things or you know, There'll tourist be some things. People trying to sell me trinkets, and I'm like, no. But this is the thing. So, you, you, have you done the family holiday now, where you yeah. go to Orlando or something like that? I've done that. Josh hasn't yet to a Disney Orlando. Yeah. yeah. You have to do it. There's a window of sort of five years where it makes mm. sense. After that, they get a bit old or whatever. And you're coming up to that window. It's around seven, I think, is the sweet Yeah, so we, we went last year when they were like six and four. And um, yeah, and they absolutely loved it. And we're definitely going to go back. But I think four's a bit young, but from six, seven up till about 11-ish, that is a peak time where they go absolutely mad for it. Once they become teenagers, they get a bit cool for it, don't they? We're trying to plan like summer vacation. And I said, oh, you know, let's go to Hawaii. It's only a five hour flight from here. You know, go, go to Hawaii, right? I like Hawaii because it's still America, but it's not America. You don't have to worry about where your passport is and the money it works out for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because so, yeah. I could go, go to Mexico as your other option or something like that, right? And so, but, but Hank's mother was like, there's a Nickelodeon water park world like with SpongeBob rides and stuff in, in Cancun, that's a resort for children and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but we live in LA. I can take him to the, Disneyland's just up the road. Yeah. Like, why do I have to go to this thing on vacation? We can go to theme parks whenever you want. You know, that's one of the privileges of living out here. You got to worry about school shootings and all that type of stuff, but you are close to theme parks. <laughs> <laughs> do you, do you go for, on holiday as a, a big family with the uh, with your yeah, yeah. ex and your yeah we do one family vacation a year with everybody yeah nice. so who's on that um so it'll be me my two boys my wife and my ex and and we we all we all got together and so my uh, like my son will have a room with his mum and and i'll have, you know and sometimes we'll book like a villa type thing where we all just live in a house or something like that people must just be going that I, that's such an incredible thing to make work well, people look at you funny because we all you know, walk along together. It looks like I'm, you know, a Mormon or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that, was that straight off the bat or did you have to work up to that? Was it like, did they all get, everyone get on straight away or was it a bit like, let's try one night away, see how it goes? I made it pretty clear. I, I, I dated someone before who did not like that I was uh, friends with my ex. And then I made it pretty clear with my wife when we first started. I just said, um, I said, look, it works for me and my son that I get along with my ex and uh, we do things every now and again. We'll have a dinner together or whatever. You know, that's how... And I, I generally like her as well, you know. So um, I said, that's just sort of the deal. And they're both just such nice people. It wasn't hard for the two of them to get along, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love that. Something, something you've got to work at as well. You've got to choose to get along with, you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm choosing to get along with someone that I pay child support and all that type of stuff too, because what's the alternative being angry all the time or yeah, being, yeah. you know, like screw that. You might as well just fucking get on with it. It's better for the kid. And also yeah. 
we all spend Christmas together wherever we are in the world. We, like so, so like my ex came to Australia for Christmas, and she was there with uh, my in-laws from Britain and my dad and all that type of stuff. Oh and wow, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> I bet you do some money on airfares, don't you? It's oh, a lot yeah, of air no, travel. It's not. It's not cheap. It's not cheap <laughs> having everyone get along. Yeah. It'd be cheaper to be enemies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jim, I wanted to mention a uh, gig that I did tour support for you once years ago when I yeah. was, and I felt so embarrassed about this. You'd just done a sold out show in the West End, recorded a DVD. You're like absolutely flying. And then it was just before you moved to LA. And I picked you up in a, a, v, a, v, a golf that was about yeah. 35 years old, 10 years ago. And I picked you up in Brixton and then yeah. it broke down. <laughs> And you were in a picture of it, it broke down with you in the car, and then we had to get it fixed. And I carried on, I drove to Hastings, and then we did the gig at that White Rock Was Theater. I well behaved, or I complained the whole time? You were, I don't know if you were hungover or what, but you, you were very quiet and quite reflective and very zen about it all. <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know what was going on in your head or what you'd been up to, but it worked for me because the whole time I was like, this is terrible. I hope you don't flip out, but you were so lovely. And then on the way back, no, I- we saw like three accidents that happened. I, don't, I probably remember this more than you. It was, like, it was like a massive moment in my career to do your support. And then I eventually got you over at like three, four in the morning. And I remember you went and you paid me. You'd, I'd already been paid through your agent, but you also gave me a big wad of cash and said, that's yeah. for you, mate. And I remember because I really needed the money at the time. And that was really thoughtful <laughs> of you because it had been a horrendous journey. And you could have quite rightly withheld my fee because the car kept breaking down. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know I if you remember it. it. I don't remember the car breaking down, but I do remember the gig. I remember thinking you you, you were good, I, 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 and that was that I think was the only time I've ever seen you live. I've seen you on TV since, of course. I've always tried to be very zen about being late for gigs or something because stressing out just doesn't help the situation. No. There's nothing to be done. Yeah. There was one time I was in a car with Tom Stade and I was panicking about about being late for the gig. Right, and Tom was a you know a more sort of established comedian than me. And I think I was driving him, and I was like, "Oh fuck, we're not going to make, we're not going to make it to the gig, we're not going to make it to the gig." And he just had a cigarette in his mouth, and he went, "We are the gig." Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just your tour dates, the list of places you're getting to go coming right. up is so. This this is a fucking spring and summer. Milan, mm. Berlin, Prague, Warsaw. Helsinki, Oslo, Bergen, Stravanger, Copenhagen, Stockholm, Vienna, Zurich, Budapest, Athens, Lisbon, Barcelona, Madrid, Tel Aviv, Dubai, Antwerp, etc., etc. Yeah. It's a great life, that isn't it? Well, That's so much fun. That, you say that. That sounds like like living hell in a way. It's, <laughs> It would be wonderful if you're spending four days in each town. Yeah, actually, they're each in a row. So you're not going, let's enjoy Oslo. You're going, I've got to be in Bergen in 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, it's get, it's, it's get off a plane, get in there. Do you get, it's like I'm doing two shows in Helsinki and two shows in Warsaw <laughs> in the space of 24 hours or something. That's like six hours yeah. of stand-up. So it's like, like apart from the meal that you have backstage and say, so I look, I'm a bit fatter at the moment because I just come off the UK bit because I'm a sucker <laughs> for, I'm a sucker for, uh, if there's a particular type of local cuisine, 
well, I've got to have that. I'm not. Right. So if, in, if I'm in Philly, I have to have a Philly cheesesteak. If I'm in Buffalo, I have to have buffalo wings. I'm going to have to have pierogies backstage and bratwurst in Germany. I'm going to have, like, otherwise, what's the point of this trip? You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so if, if and, and also everyone's thing that they're famous for is never a salad. There's no, <laughs> there's no town that's like, oh, we make a famous salad. It's always something covered with cheese and a fucking dipped in something deep fried. Jim, I don't want to panic you about your scheduling, but according to this website, you're yeah. on the 13th of May, you're in Barcelona. No, sorry, 15th yeah. of May, you're in Madrid. 16th yeah. of May, you're in Tel Aviv. Yeah. 17th yeah. of May, Dubai. Yeah. 18th of May, back to Belgium. Yeah, that would be right. <laughs> That's a bloody what, hell. What happened was Dubai and Israel had just been added to the tour, and so it was lovely routing before that. It all made sense. I had a couple of days off. <laughs> yeah, you had a couple of days. I was yeah. going to be eating paella. I was going to have a wonderful time, you know what I mean? But you go catch a football match. But uh, um, And then when's the tour all finished, Jim? When can you rest? Or you're back in after, December after as well. Europe, after Europe, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going. I, all I've got is a weekend in Vegas, and I'm going to enter the uh, the Poker World Series. Oh yeah, Whoa. yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Now this is the thing: is I, I'm not expecting to do well because I do all right when I'm playing with my friends, but they're not great poker players. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can't play online here anymore. They made it illegal in America. So I don't really have much place to practice, but I'm, I'm a handy poker player. I end up occasionally when I play it like a casino or something, if they have a tournament in the afternoon, I'll play, but it's always weird because you've been in a tournament of like 60 people and like 30 of them are coming to the show. And <laughs> so the tournament's <laughs> Like, it's a lot of chatting to people. I sort of try to stay quiet the whole time I'm playing. I'll tell you what, so I'm, I'm getting sort of lessons with this guy who's helping me out, who's, uh, who's, who's a comic and a pro player. And I said to him, I said, uh, he, goes, he goes, oh, I used to play with this Aussie guy. This Aussie guy used to play uh, blonde hair, Shane, and I went Shane Warne, right? And he goes, yeah, yeah, Shane Warne, because Shane Warne always used to do anything. Yeah. He goes, yeah. He goes, uh, wasn't a bad, uh, wasn't a bad poker player. And I said, uh, he was a pretty good cricketer. And he went, oh, did he play cricket as well? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. We always finish with the final, um, we, uh, final question, which is about parenting. Do you want to do it this time, Rob? Yeah. So basically, um, this is one thing about your partner. It might be, you might have to double up on this with your ex as well. One thing about your partner, they do parenting wise where you think, oh my God, they're incredible. You know, I'm so blessed to have them as a, you know, a partner who's got to have a child with. And also one thing that they do that drives you mad that you haven't told them that if they heard and they were listening to this, maybe Becca could feed back to her daughter that they might go, actually, that's a fair point. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a lot of stake here because normally you think the partner's not going to hear, but their mum's going to hear. there's anything you want to say yeah. about your mother-in-law, any thoughts you have about Becca's, now's yeah. your chance to win some serious brownie points. Oh, I, I think she should have been a better parent. My, my wife's a bit wild. She didn't discipline her enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, okay, so one thing, my what my wife does very well is get she gets vegetables into well her stepson. She gets vegetables into the old older boy very well, right? Right. Where I I would give up a, a bit more, but she's uh, she's determined. Sometimes a disproportionate amount of vegetables. Where where when he when she's not looking, I get a spoon and I eat some of his peas really quickly, and I wink at him like I know, mate, it's a bit much. Um, <laughs> 
Like, you know, you do that one. Yeah. Uh, and then I would say my ex doesn't, uh, she's a bit more of a pushover. That's the bit where she has a problem. My wife, what does she do that drives me mad? Well, she, with the, with the baby, she can't seem, oh God, she's probably listening. She can't seem, she can't seem to change a nappy, yeah. right? Without this baby pushing her off. Like it's a fucking baby. <laughs> just, just hold her arms down. Like, like, oh, he keeps on moving his arms. He keeps on moving his arms. Well, overpowering. <laughs> You know what I mean? But you can't, you can't say that. You just gotta go. Oh, it looks difficult. Like, like each, each nappy change is a fucking war. And then I just, I just sort of get in there and hold him down, and off I go. And then off you go, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you've got to pin them down. It's the only way, especially when they get a bit fighty. Because yeah. as they get older, they're not gonna remember it. Yeah, yeah. You just cross the arms, pin them down with one hand, the other hand, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Off you go. <laughs> Overpowering, that got me. That might be my favourite answer we've had on that question. Uh, Thank you very much, Jim. Jim, that was absolutely <laughs> it's brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for doing it. And big hello to Becca in Burgess Hill for connecting right. us in for the new agent. Cheers, Becca. <laughs> Cheers, Thank Jim. You. Thanks, mate. Thanks, lads. Jim Jeffries. I love that, Josh. Really enjoyed that. Is it really enjoyed not, that. I find it very exciting when you Zoom someone who's in L.A., yeah, it's slightly annoying for our record times that we're now getting people from America. But apart from that, it's very exciting. Yes, yeah, seven p.m. Not ideal. Yeah. Could we not, not interview at nine a.m. on a Monday morning, please? Yes, please. Could you get up at two a.m. Sunday night LA time? Well, that's please? A, that, when when Michael sometimes sends over like a big name. Part of me goes yes, and then part of me goes, oh, that'll be on their schedule, won't it? <laughs> Uh, thank you to Jim. He's on tour. Um, all, I'll see you on Tuesday, Europe. Um, yeah, I'll see you on Tuesday. Cheers, mate. And thank you, Jim Jeffrey's mother-in-law. 